0: We interrupt our program to bring you this important message. Hi, I'm Jackie Wanna play? You know, it's Halloween. I guess everyone's entitled to one good scare. Be afraid. No. Be afraid. Be very afraid and gore and sometimes a little more my bloody podcast
1: (laughs) welcome everyone to my bloody podcast episode 93 It's 2021. It's almost Valentine's Day. I'm Brian Kluger, and I'm joined by the host, with the most, the man I want to go to space with and just fly around and destroy shit, Preston Barta. What's up, buddy? Howdy. Howdy. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Oh, I'm doing super fantastic. We're going to be, we're just going to have so much fun today. We have a special, special guest on the show today, all the way from Houston, Texas, the man that. It's going to be our uh he, he's our here's our he's our android. He knows all about films and horror.
0: I'm your Cole, David.
1: Yes, James Cole Clay, what's up buddy?
0: What up, dude? It's been so freaking long since I've been back here. I I I recorded. So, I'm I'm really stoked. I'm really really stoked. And yeah,
1: I'm super you're stoked here. you're here. The, the trio is back on my bloody podcast. Um we're talking about Jason X today. That's our main feature presentation. Yes jason x jason 10 in space from 2001 but before that we have recommendations bloody tunes a bloody question but first off getting it started bloody bits of news here we go welcome back everybody um it hasn't been as long as the last time it's only been a couple of weeks but a little bit of bloody bits of news i know james cole clay and press and barta are just have been knee deep in the past years of going to South by Southwest and Austin. Um, it's not going to really happen this year uh, again. Um, I think it's all virtual, but we just kind of want to talk about if there's any horror films going to be shown at South by, if there's going to be any midnighters that are going to be part of the virtual South by film festivals or anything you're looking forward to. Have they announced anything? What, what do you guys think?
0: I think, Cole, you've probably had a better look at it than I have. Um, well, I mean, I've, <laughs> I, I, I skimmed through it, and it, it's definitely pretty – It's pretty uh, light. Yeah, it, I mean, it is, and that's fine. That's fine. I, I still think that there is going to be some fun stuff to dive into. Um, I haven't really looked at much other than – let's see here. I'm looking at the list now. Um Let's see. Okay. The one that I'm
2: looking at right now, oh. just because it seems like the most obscure one, is Language Lessons. And it has oh, yeah. Mark, du- Mark Duplass and Natalie Morales.
1: Oh, so Duplass does the creep stuff, right?
2: Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So okay. is this
1: going to be in line with that, or is it something totally different?
2: uh it's probably going to be something totally different i don't know if they've announced much horror stuff or anything yet so unless you can just kind of find it in the description but it says uh, a spanish teacher and her student develop an unexpected friendship that's all
0: (laughs) yeah i mean i want to see that natalie morales is directing that one too uh star of the little things um she was in the little things for a second as well but um here's one here's the one that i forgot about uh the spine of night it's a midnighter in in this ultra violent fantasy epic ancient dark magic falls into sinister hands and unleashes ages of suffering onto mankind uh it says (laughs) a group of heroes must band together from different eras to defeat at all costs this has richard e grant lucy lawless pat noswald uh joe manganello uh larry fessenden and that's all the people i know that are in it but that one sounded cool um it's a larry fessenden movie yeah well he's in it oh what was the last time we saw him in anything or something anything? with joe swanberg probably okay that's so the, the mumblecore
1: stuff the mumblecore the
0: mumblecore stuff and then there's one called how it ends directed by looks like zoe lister jones is directing this one too um mm. and that's on the last day of earth one woman goes on a journey through la to make it her last party before the world ends running into an eclectic cast of characters the way so mr jones nick kroll olivia wilde lamorne morris fred armison charlie day bradley whitford whitney cummings are in that film kind of sounds like that seeking a friend for the end of the world movie but whitney cummings all right um so when
1: y'all go to these do y'all is the most thing you look forward to when y'all were going to south by southwest in person the midnighters the horror stuff and has there usually been really great stuff to come out of that or not really
2: I don't know. We Cole and I, we always put it in our plans to go, but very few times did we actually do it, and the times that we did, it didn't really pan out. I mean, we have some great memories from laughter, uh, seeing the diabolical at the stateside at midnight, and just it being (laughs) really bad, and we left. Um,
0: So, uh, that's about it, but um, most of these... Hereditary... you guys yeah. saw Hereditary a couple of years ago. I mean, the thing is, is that they always start late, and we wake up at like six a.m. is the thing, right? Right. Um, so when we well, go. Uh,
1: right. So you, so you wake up earlier than Fantastic Fest because I mean, I usually wake up at seven just to do press yeah. screenings at yes. you know eight, which sucks because we're up so late. But yeah, no, I get right.
0: it. I get it. So they start like, like not that that not that they start late, but like they start late, like they they are like running like an hour behind schedule. Yeah, um, a lot of the time. There's been a couple of good ones. We I mean, we saw J.J. J. Abrams one time introduce a screening for Phantasm for 4K uh, him and Don Coscarelli, which was really <laughs> weird. Don Coscarelli does not seem like a happy human being, but like it was just kind of cool. Like <laughs> just seeing J.J. J. Abrams kind of like just he complained about the around. presentation the entire time. Yeah, he did really and jj and like bad robot like did the 4k restoration of the movie and it's just like dude shut up like so we've seen so and then we saw the last one i'll mention for midnighters that was interesting that i don't think we really um that we really were into but a lot of people loved it we saw don't breathe before that movie became like a phenomenon so Cool, cool.
1: Yeah, do- Don't Breathe was fun. And they're making a sequel to that. So,
0: yes, they do. There you go.
1: Um, let's move on from South by a little bit. Let's. So, we're the three of us, Cole Preston and I, are really big into Scream Factory and Arrow Video. And it seems like during the pandemic, Arrow Video has been releasing a lot of stuff and Scream Factory kind of hasn't. They've kind of been. Not releasing a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah, we got Friday the 13th set. We got uh, a a Dracula movie, kind of something like that. But there hasn't been like a steady thing. And now finally, I think they've kind of started to announce and release more stuff again. And uh, with the addition to um, Event Horizon coming out soon, they just announced uh, King Kong 1976 with Jeff Bridges and Jessica Lange for they Scream Factory. So I'm very excited about this because I remember this King Kong movie vividly because it's like silly, but also great and a very weird remake of the original King Kong. <laughs> uh, but, you know, instead of kind of like him on the Empire State Building, he's on the, the Twin Towers. It's just like, mm. it's very interesting. So are you
0: excited about this release? Are you excited to see like what Scream Factory can do with this? I like the artwork. Um, the movie is so-so. It's kind of goofy, but... I do, I do like Jessica Lang and I do like Jeff Bridges, of course, and I like the artwork. So I'm probably gonna I'll buy it. I mean, I'll buy it in May for sure. But I also we'll see. It's on the chopping block. If I vibe with it, I'll keep it. If I don't, it's getting sold. <laughs> <laughs> Press, what do you think?
2: Yeah, Cole and I were talking about. Uh, I hope that Scream Factory ups their their bonus features. Their Conversations, the interviews that they have on it. I hope that there's more to it than it just being a basic Zoom chat or something like that. So that's what I'm hoping for. But yeah, I I grew up with this King Kong mainly just because my dad would make fun of it all the time. (laughs) (laughs) So um, yeah, I'm excited about it. Just like Cole with the the artwork and things like that. Collector's editions; those are always fun. But they have quite a few shout selects that are more yes. exciting to me than right like ones.
0: Explorers yeah. Explorers was finally that's the one that's yeah. the one yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: That's,
1: we're, that's we're excited about Explorers um it'll be interesting to see who they can get back if Ethan Hawke will come back and you know not River Phoenix but the the other friend if he'll get to be there but um I I'm excited about that I do like that the 1976 King Kong actually showed King Kong eating people, mm-hmm. True. <laughs> which is really funny to me. And uh, it's Jeff Bridges, man, it's the Lebowski. It's it did King Kong, it's great. Uh, so I'm excited about that. And with in addition to what Preston said, you know, reviewing the Tremors 4K for Arrow Video their bonus features are like next level criterion style, even better. And even by my review, I legitimately said in the review screen factory, take note of arrow, what they're doing, please do that. Because even though some screen factory bonus features are good, it's very monotone and just like, you know, like a black background and somebody like give it a little oomph, give it a little be creative, be creative.
0: So that's the thing is like, And and by creative, I don't mean like, oh, give me Dutch angles on your interviews. But like, what I mean by that is, okay, let's say Rats is coming out. Oh, man, you know what? Kevin Smith is a broadcaster himself. Like, let's just ask him if we can get him to set something up in his office and tell a story. Like, just do that. You know, like, there are so many different things. Like, you know, like, Kevin Smith is a special example of that of somebody who can and has the ability to do that you're not going to ask like jessica lang like she's not going to understand all of that but like you know the thing <laughs> she yeah, yeah i mean come on but the thing is is like you know there's at least trying so for example another um like amoris peros preston and i talk a lot about about special features a lot uh the amoris peros criterion was over a zoom chat with uh in um uh guile garcia bernal and somebody else from the film and it, they they at least try to do something inventive with it it's not just you know or they have uh in and the director of cold war like talking back and forth that looks exactly like this but you know and the thing is but like then scream factory i i can't remember what blu-ray it was i was looking at but i was just like oh my god like this is you know, like I don't want to throw shade at them, and I know there's like things that you can do, but it just did, it didn't look professional. It, it honestly looked like my broadcasting 1402 class or something did it.
2: I think Big Trouble in Little China is the biggest example of what not to do, where they yes. have so much talent on there, but all the interviews are raw. There's like nothing cut. It's just so much information, and it's too much. Like I no. just don't have the patience to sit right. Through that.
1: And what I loved about the Tremors one is that they made like a tight, concise, fantastic 35-minute documentary with the interviews and behind the scenes. But then if you go to the second disc, you get all of the raw footage of like an hour, hour and a half of full interviews with everybody, which was awesome. Like in case you wanted to watch them all. But like edit it a little bit, like give, give it to me. Like people want that pizzazz and an extra because i mean we we three know reviewing scream factories for years there could be like 3 or 4 hours of just straight monotone interviews yes there's good stories but like you'll fall asleep give me a little bit uh, like put them something. all together and make something fun a story then, do something yeah. so you go screen factory. Still, still, we still love you. And since you've done Halloween and Friday the 13th, I'm really hoping this year we get an announcement for a nightmare on Elm street, screen factory collector's edition, I would die. I would die. <laughs> the holy trifecta. All right. Uh, before we move on from news, uh, Preston, is there anything Mondo wise we want to mention? I know I've gotten a couple things, but um, I've got, I got news of the world from Mondo. Um, soundtrack it's amazing there will be a video about that but the score is great and then the new Miles Morales uh, Spider-Verse video game soundtrack which is kick-ass as well um, artwork for both are pretty cool um, I like them but yeah
2: pressing anything from Mondo for you? I'm just waiting on that Saint Mod release <laughs> that Saint Mod, hell yeah but yeah everything else is uh, uh, they have Say Anything yep. coming out so that one would be a cool. really exciting soundtrack um, in the mood for love. So, yeah, I, I'd say six mods in the Say Anything soundtrack is what I'm waiting for.
1: Cool, cool. So that's bloody bits of news. Let's move on to the bloody question. Uh, bloody question, of course in the vein of Jason X, what other horror monster or movie franchise needs a sequel in space? So basically keeping Jason X in mind, you know, what, what, what horror movies uh, needs a sequel set in space, who would it be? And what would the end result consist of? If you want to answer that. So I'll start out with Preston, Preston, uh, what what you come up
2: with? There's quite a few good ones on that, on that Reddit thread that, you know, the first ones that come to mind is like Nightmare on Elm Street. And there's some really good descriptions in that Reddit that I couldn't even think of. But my uh, first thought, oddly enough, went to The Guest. I want Dan (laughs) Stevens in space. And I I want it to be super quiet sequel, like Split, where you don't know that it's a a sequel to The Guest until, (laughs) like, it, it could just be Dan Stevens in a space movie. And then it has like this genre turn that it takes in a sunshine kind of way toward the end.
1: I like that. That's pretty cool. Ben, I'm just glad that you liked Dan Stevens. That's funny. You mentioned the guest. I think, um, oh my goodness somebody who was part of the PA tour for the guests where we all did that posted a picture of me yeah. oh, right. with everybody with my handlebar mustache and I was like 280 pounds <laughs> posing with them I was like holy shit I remember this interview that was just such a fun one but seeing Dan Stevens
0: just like man that guy's a knockout <laughs> I think it was Dana Collins that posted yes it that was one Dana one. yes, I yes that was. Dana Collins no that was um, awesome yeah, that was great i loved seeing that photo because I, I remember whenever you guys did that i would i just started uh reviewing films and i was like wow
2: <laughs>
0: no, like did i didn't even gorgeous, ask to cool. take a picture with them they were like hey yeah. you want pictures i'm like yeah sure let's do it <laughs> they're super cool they're cool guys no they're it was cool good guys. but yeah Can't but- wait to see kong versus godzilla no right, the same same dudes. The looks guest cool. Did, looks yeah. cool. Looks cool. It does.
1: Uh, so that's a great answer, Preston. All right, Cole. Uh, you are you are ready,
0: ready for this? I'm... Right, so this is a crossover that will never happen. <laughs> so what <laughs> I want to do is I want my space movie, my horror space movie, to be it's alive but in space.
1: Okay. <laughs> yes. And
0: what happens? What happens is an astronaut uh dave bowman from 2001 okay the star child yes ends up crossbreeding with another astronaut and then it's an it's a live baby comes out <laughs> so, so it's a mix between that and the it's a live baby in space uh somehow the baby has gills kind of like uh, kevin costner and uh, water world and can breathe in space without a suit so or a protective bubble or anything like that and um, what it needs is uh, well we haven't gotten that far yet we've just written a treatment so we don't know why it's in space or like what who's going to be scared or who it's got, what ship it's going to board but just know that the it's a live baby uh, somehow is a spawn of the star child from the very end of 2001 and then that's that's it that's all we're do.
1: mind blown <laughs> i'm very excited about the possibility of seeing fucking babies trying to navigate um <laughs> gravity <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's crazy <laughs> which will be uh, that's hilarious to me i feel like it's almost like a baby geniuses or baby's day out with a horror element set in space which I love. Thank you. The <laughs> good goddamn idea. <laughs> <laughs> so I went, uh, I went with um, Dawn of the Dead. Uh, and I'm going with Zack Snyder's version. Zack, the Zack Snyder cut of Dawn of the Dead. <laughs> and uh, because the movie kind of ends with them going to an island and, you know. Everyone dies everyone dies however we only see kind of like one little city um one little city in Zack snyder's dawn of the dead and then they go to the island and there's zombies there so but i'm thinking like if we kind of frame the movie in another part of the world let's say you know let's say orlando or Orlando or Seattle. Let's go with Seattle with Blue Origin. They're test testing their new rockets to go out into space. Zombies somehow get on in some part of the corridor. They launch into space and go to a space station where there's people there. And then zombies outbreak in space. It'll be fun to see zombies in gravity, uh, especially Zack Snyder cut zombies, uh, trying to run and do things. But I think that could be quite fun because I'm trying to think of a movie – with like a crazy zombies in space movie. Like I know there's like um, films that set on a space station type of thing, but never like in a spaceship, I think. Is, is am there, I correct there? Is
0: there anything from like Paul W.S. Anderson that like has to do with that? sounds <laughs> like something he would do. I, I know, right? I think that would be great. I mean, say what you
1: will about Paul W.S. Anderson. He did give us Event Horizon. <laughs> he did, the so, long awaited yes yes so that would where i would go with that uh which i kind of like but um let's move on to the reddit uh answers which are pretty good um horizontal bob said leprechaun critters hellraiser wait 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 that's
0: a, wait yeah yeah, that's a...
1: yeah well, he said wait okay. <laughs> after all of those and then ooga booga full said "Critter started in space it only makes sense to end there <laughs> which is very true okay. um let's see here not related to the movies and franchise thing but under the skin would be really cool to see whatever space it came from from 93 your cult leader 93 which pretty cool um Whereas Caitlin said Jaws, The Exorcist, and It. And I just immediately thought of Pressed when they said Jaws. And I'm like, holy shit, we need a fucking shark movie in space. I want Jaws in space. Just go pretend Jaws didn't die in the first one. He just like blew up a fin <laughs> and somehow got launched into space.
2: Just, just reconstructed, <laughs> just starts all the little pieces everywhere like terminator 2 style (laughs) i'm pretty sure
0: there's like some asylum movies where there's a shark in space i i think you guys have this set too there's like this 10 shark film set that has all these like direct to dvd shark movies santa jaws mississippi mud sharks ozark sharks there's a ton of them Uh, and they're 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 terrible but they're very watchable so there's got to be like some sort of sharknado shark movie in space but it has to be the shark from jaws and Hologram Roy Scheider and and also <laughs> Hologram Roy Scheider as well as Richard Dreyfus. Now, like it has to be Richard Dreyfus, like today.
1: Yeah, Richard Dreyfus narrates it. <laughs> yep. That's pretty good. I feel like it'll make a billion dollars. All right. Um, <laughs> Death. Evan said, "If done right, uh, John Carpenter's the thing. It makes sense in the universe to have space travel eventually. Plus, paranoia amped up because." There's nowhere you can possibly go. Have a group of colorful characters trying to maintain the ship while the thing sabotages everything. You can have them hold meetings to find out who uh, who is who, and I thought that was kind of cool. I do, I because that one I is mean, cool. From Just, space.
0: It's not it's not far fetched considering the thing is from of un, un, of unknown origin from space in some way, shape, or form. But I'm more so like the non-plausible options (laughs) like that's the stuff i like more than like actually something that's plausible so i mean i people actually like thinking of something like for real but i like stuff that's just like no
1: (laughs) right no i do too uh so clearly by my yeah yeah mecca said freddy krueger and then grendel joe replied with nightmare on elm station which Kind of goes along with Jason Etch set in the future. And I think Freddy would have a lot of fun manipulating space, maybe (laughs) gravity with his dreams there. Night Sea Wind said Jeepers Creepers getting rammed by a beat up spaceship could work. Uh, Foul Mouth Comic said hatchet, which that would kind of be cool from the swamp to outer space. I could do it. Um, Event Horizon 2, uh, please. But that's already set in space. Um, Mike Myers from Halloween in Space. Uh, not Swedish Mac had my favorite one. Yep, it's Gremlins time in space, <laughs> which I'm very happy for. Gremlins. It just brings me back to the Key and Peel sketch, Gremlins 2. <laughs> so that was pretty cool. And then Movie Mike 007, who's a returning person to our questions. Uh, we like Movie Mike 007. Outer Space could provide some really neat uh rube goldbergian deaths for final destination so that's, fun. that's I'm, fun i'm curious why final destination
0: hasn't gone to space yet yeah that's a real that one is that's one that is absurd but could also work that's great actually <laughs> i would watch the shit out of that that's the best
1: one because how many final how many final destination twos are or how many final destinations are Five? there
2: Five? So,
0: five. so five. six. Good it is six. That it's kind of like gravity. Is that what you're saying already? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just like
2: just make it like a real movie like gravity.
0: <laughs> Rube Goldberg deaths though. That's yeah, that's great. I'm
1: actually surprised Preston didn't say uh reanimator um for space. I feel like Well, they
2: that... kinda of explore that in Jason X.
1: Yeah, they, that's true. They yeah, do they we'll do.
2: We'll get to that for sure. Oh uh Cole did say just as a phrase of unknown origin we gotta do the rats in space
0: rats in space baby oh,
1: willard willard in space willard in space
2: ben ben survives and makes dude, it to a yes, rocket dude. that'd be awesome
1: oh man i thought dude it's alive babies in fucking space i didn't know i needed that until now why has that not been a thing no huh. well we'll get there all right Let's move on. Thank you to everybody who uh, commented on our Reddit post. It was uh, much appreciated. We liked it. Um, but now moving on to Bloody Tunes. This is our section where we talk about songs we want to mention to you and kind of that have something to deal with. Jason X or the themes of Jason X. So we'll start with Preston again. Preston.
2: I'm going to do uh, Quad City DJ's Space Jam. <laughs>
1: And that is the most perfect one, I think.
2: Because it's so stupid, and it matches so stupid so well.
1: Oh, my God. It's the space jam. All right, all right. I mean, I feel like that song.
2: No, 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 (laughs) no.
1: I feel like that song's already in the movie, right? It should be. Yeah, that's a that's a great one that's a that's a really good one um i'm gonna go uh really silly with it too but also it's a great song but i just think it would be funny to hear over uh jason floating in space is elton john's rocket man nice. <laughs> <laughs> just a picture of the scene like and i think it's gonna be a lot li- just jason like what's happening to me <laughs> cameras
0: Nolan, just just seeing
2: just seeing uh him murder people like i've always had a a, a fantasy i actually made a short film in high school where we used tiny dancer to a vietnam uh station getting just people mowed down just people getting murdered to elton john music is a beautiful image
1: it is. It's so good. It's so funny. I like both of these so far. So Cole hit us with the trifecta. What's your bloody tune um, in relation to I Jason have X. two?
0: Is that okay? Yeah, that's perfect. Okay. So my first one is um a song by the Smiths called This Charming Man. So I think yeah. that would be a good one <laughs> to play. Like just like a total juxtaposition of for whatever reason, I don't know why, I was thinking about this song today in relation to thinking about this movie. I was just thinking it would be kind of cool if that like um, <clears throat> if that guitar riff was just going and he's just like mowing people down, kind of like uh, kind of like uh, in a way when Edgar Wright uh, played the Queen song uh, "Don't Stop Me Now" and they're just like hitting it in rhythm, kind of like that. That's kind of what I wanted to be. But my real one, uh, that one's kind of for me. But this one actually, I think would actually be. Probably pretty good, and Jason X would be um, The Darkness. I believe in a thing called Love. Just because the music video is very like intergalactic and shit like that, I yeah. thought that it would be a nice little uh, fan pairing. So I feel like we need to make like a
1: like a little cut of this movie with all these songs in it, right? Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> now, well, just
2: because I'm thinking of RoboCop, uh, I want Peter Weller's favorite song, Red Rain by Peter Gabriel, to be used too.
1: Is, is, his, is, that, is that just because they're both named Peter?
2: <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why he likes that song, but that's the song that he listened to when they did the warehouse shootout scene in RoboCop.
0: Yeah, that's awesome.
2: He just had that plane in his head as he was just shooting people because <laughs> he's just like too good to <laughs> be in the mode for the movie. He wants to be in his
0: own world. Yeah, no shit. Yeah, for sure. Oh, it's good. He's on his own planet anyway. So yeah, we love him. Got to love him. Got to do it.
1: All right. So those are our person. those are our tunes. They're great. Uh, but do the Space Jam fucking threw me for a loop. I didn't think of that. That's fucking funny.
2: <laughs> just just imagine like a seri- like their serious version of a movie, and then at the very end, just have Space Jam. Yeah,
1: it's so good. Uh, so let's move on to bloody recommendations. This is where we recommend a movie, new or old. Um, it can be uh it it can be in line with Jason X it doesn't have to be but horror wise we want it to uh be there but uh bloody recommendations we'll start with Preston we'll start with Preston bloody recommendations uh what's your bloody recommendation today buddy
2: so I haven't been watching a whole lot of horror movies lately everything's been very like new stuff new dramas because it's award season so trying to find time to squeeze in something is very difficult but the only horror movie that i've watched recently that we haven't talked about on the show and we all have seen i believe is uh saint maud so i've got my steel book in the mail yesterday (laughs) so i'm very excited about it had to order it off of zavi overseas Uh, but it's such a beautiful steel book um but yeah i i love this movie i love um What A twenty four does with horror, we've talked about it a couple of times on the podcast, is we the the kind of style that they bring is very quiet, meditative horror films uh, that are just hit you in very unexpected ways, slow burns. They have a lot more on their mind than just being in your face horror. Um, So this one surprised me quite a bit because it was a good character study about isolation and loneliness and it used two different characters to depict that at two different stages in their life and I just liked that character dynamic. Um, So this one just put a lot of weird thoughts in my head like maybe we're getting access into the mind of somebody who is going through like this insane... Uh, thing in their life where um, they legitimately believe in something that is beyond uh, our world and subcapacity so this one just religious extremism believing in it so much that you uh, damn people who who sin and then you, uh, punish yourself if you're not, uh, upholding the, those values that are in place. Um, so, and it's a beautiful looking movie too. It feels like something that's from like, it follows, looks like an eighties movie, a movie shot in the eighties. This one looks like a seventies, uh, movie to me, uh, very much, i could see it coming out at the same time as rosemary's baby in 1969 so um yeah i recommend that i think it just came out on epics or something like that so uh not the best place to watch it but it's out uh i hope that it finds a life uh through that somehow um but people seem to be liking it and i i think it's worth checking out
1: same mod all right yeah no we've all i think we've all seen it it's good stuff and i I'm very happy that we're all like ordering from Zavi now. Like it just
0: like just kind of happened. <laughs> yeah, how many this do you ha- have from there? You have the parasite one, that awesome looking one, the modern. I have the, MCI I, have the, one? I have the
2: parasite one. I have Cabin in the Woods, and this one aesthetically goes with Cabin in the Woods because they both have this kind of like fiery
0: That's gold kind
2: of look to it. Um, even though the poster or the cover art to it looks. so creepy but it doesn't really capture the
0: tone of the movie
2: really it makes it look way more hardcore but um i still like it it's a pretty bitch
0: and it's a short movie so that's great yeah it goes by really fast and it has some cool uh vocal distortion stuff in it that i like towards the end i love vocal distortion stuff in movies uh hashtag Mm -hmm. sam Raimi, so that kind of vibe (laughs) so Good deal. All right, Cole, what's your, what's your bloody suggestion? Oh, man. My very bloody, uber bloody suggestion is a movie that I say kids could watch. Okay, I'll say it. I'll say kids could watch it. It's called PG Psycho Gorman. Have you guys seen Psycho Gorman? I haven't watched it yet, but I know all about it. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I loved this movie. Um, it's coming out on Blu-ray by uh, Raven Banner. Uh, pretty soon. It's going to have a really kick. It- it's going to have just like a standard edition. You can buy on Amazon for like $12.99. But um, it's also going to have that Raven Banner release. And I'm going to try to track that down um, in my own way. And uh, try to get my hands on it for review purposes. Um, I'm actually going to do that today. Um, but this movie is amazing. It's basically a Power Rangers movie. If it was very gory, you know, and... Z, what's his name Zed is that the guy's name the big muscly guy Zed the big muscly red guy uh was controlled by a child um so this is like a destroyer of worlds who's controlled by a child there's no cussing in the movie it is like played straight like a full moon uh Charles Band movie from the ni- 90s um it's that kind of vibe um very funny very subversive and very mean kids little shits I would say even um little shits and uh it's it's so good um I, I really liked it and and the reason why it's good it's not because it's like so it's a really good fantastic fest type of movie it, the movie just knows what it's doing and it executes that plan very well that's why it's great um it's totally worth watching i rented it for six bucks on amazon everybody should do the same thing um it's called pg psycho Gorman. i don't know when that blu-ray is coming out but i mean you can search you or not it's easy just search Amazon um or search Raven Banner um but I'm gonna I'm gonna absolutely have to snag that it's a really fun fun film um that I will um well I don't have any kids so I won't show that to them but I will make my friends watch it so we can we can show it to Roe <laughs> yeah, yeah great example that would make i mean jeez i mean don't do this this is awful i mean that movie really would be terrible for kids to watch because the kids are so like they don't give a shit
1: it's great no it would be it would be amazing i think um so in line with jason x uh that we're talking about in a little bit i had to go with my suggestion with another one that falls in line with that um species 2 Species Part Two from 1998. Natasha Henstridge, Michael Madsen, James Cromwell, all of that. I mean, this movie takes place in space. The first movie took place, you know, uh, on Earth. This one is go. They're going to Mars. They're astronauts. They're they're going all over the place. And then Natasha Henstridge just comes and just whip some people up with their alien like abilities and just I feel like it's almost the same movie. <laughs> True. Did y'all watch Species
0: 2? Yeah. Dude. Oh yeah. Yes. Oh yes. Absolutely. I have that Scream Factory. Oh nice. Yeah I have I have the first one on Scream Factory.
1: Oh it's uh, so funny.
0: Yeah it is. It really it's is. Cool. I mean this is like this movie you could have a film festival with like this mimic uh sphere, <laughs> sphere, virus like these kind of movies that are just like not great supernova would be another one to throw in there from 2000 with peter facinelli and angela bassett yeah uh, so many so many And this movie has a nine percent on rotten tomatoes i yes. don't get it <laughs> i don't know i mean fun. i mean it definitely i mean uh, you could also throw alien resurrection in with this one that's but. true that's true um all right so those are our bloody
1: recommendations um all all, all is good uh we had we had some good ones um but now let's get on to our feature presentation our main event of the day of episode 93 jason x The 10th installment of the Friday the 13th franchise just simply titled Jason X. Why? Because they switched studios. Before this, it was Jason Goes to Hell. Now it's Jason X. Directed by Jim Isaac. R.I.P. Right? R.I.P. R.I.P. This dude was a special effects guy on Star Wars Return of the Jedi. Uh, The first Gremlins House 2 uh arachnophobia look who's talking to and then um he kind of got his break with jason x in 2001 uh that's kind of his career it was written by todd farmer who also acts in the movie jason x (laughs) plays a guy named dallas uh so Which, which is a nod to alien right right This movie came out um, in April of 2002, but it came out in Spain in November. uh, And it was made for like $10 million. It didn't do too well at the box office, but it almost made double that. But they did bring back Kane Hodder to play Jason. They brought back uh, Harry Manfredini to do the music. Uh, But yeah, this movie, Jason X, we got, let's talk about it. Okay, so first... Uh, in a couple sentences, when was the first time, uh, Cole, you saw Jason X? And were you excited? And did yes, your expectation yet, hold up? <laughs> yes,
0: yes, yes to all of it. I was like, what? Okay, so I saw it in theaters. I was 13. Okay, so I snuck into it. I remember the theater. So it opened. I mean, I was pretty excited for it. I thought it looked absolutely ridiculous even at that time but I was down for it, but like the movie. Yeah. It, it notoriously, I mean, nobody really saw it. Like the target audience that they were looking for saw it. I mean, this movie has a good home video life, I think for a reason, because, you know, like kids aren't going to go really see it. Teenagers aren't really going to go see this movie, but like people who watch like Stargate SG one are going to want to watch this movie. You know, it's like kind of that cheap, like syndicated sci-fi look to it. it. It definitely has that look, especially, on these blu-rays. But anyway, I saw the movie in theaters. I snuck into it probably after watching like heartbreakers or something like that. And um, I mean, it's memorable. I like it, but I'm not saying it's a good movie, but I really like it. Um, There's a lot of things to like in it. So, I mean, and then now I uh, watched it again last year. So I've seen it probably four or five times. Uh, in the past five years, I think I've seen it twice. I watched it in conjunction with crystal Lake memories. Cause there's a real, on that document, I mean, that documentary is great, but on that movie, especially, especially with the Jim Isaac stuff, you know, they, you know, we, we kind of like, I'm not joking when I'm like, RIP, like they really gave a really nice little tribute to him on that documentary. And, and the movie uh, does some really good behind the scenes stuff. And that's, what's interesting about this movie. So, um, I saw it in theaters. Um, I own it. I love it. Um, for what it is, um, it's its own thing. So yeah, man, it is what it is. You know, you gotta all right, know Preston.
1: Same question. When did you see this? Did you love it? Did it hold your expectations when you first saw it? Your expectations,
2: yeah. <laughs> your exceptions. <laughs> um, pr- pretty much with a uh, Cole. Although I was too young to catch it in theaters. I was eleven when it came out, so I uh, I saw it on home video because my parents or my mom, she worked right next to a Blockbuster. So I had easy access to pretty much get whatever I want. And I was a good kid. Oh, yeah. So, um, yeah, I remember watching it with a couple of friends. Um, one of my best friends growing up. And we watched it one night. And, yeah, we had a ball. Then uh, then it felt more like a serious movie to me. But when I watch <laughs> it now, it's uh, I appreciate it for entirely different reasons. Because I know that it's not good. But I just really just eat up everything that it's serving, no matter how bad it is, no matter how bad lines are. There are just some characters who really are taking it serious. And there are other characters who are just, as Brian and I were talking before we recorded this, uh, there's one particular character that we just want him to just be there in every movie to say some line before he dies. <laughs> um <laughs> Uh so yeah uh in the music the music's so so awful and of the era but i i love it so yeah i i think people can enjoy it especially when jason becomes super super shredder uh like it's it's so, so great awesome yes
1: it's it's good so i i was in my 20s when i s- saw this in the theater <laughs> and <laughs> it was a packed house it was opening weekend a full house and it was i mean Everybody had a ball in it. Like, I don't think there was anybody... Like, there were more booze in the opening weekend of Saw that I watched in the theater than this movie. <laughs> and I just remember just, like, loving every aspect of it And all of... Like, because this movie is fucking stupid and silly. But I, <laughs> I love it so much. Yeah, it's, sure. It works on so many levels. And it really is, like... It, so like it came out in 2001, but they're really holding on for the, the the those late 90s movies. And Todd Farmer, who wrote it, Jesus Christ, man, we're going to get into that. So <laughs> this movie, what is this movie about? How, what, what is Jason X? So the movie takes place like some like 500 years later after the events of Jason Goes to Hell and they're in this kind of research facility crystal well, it begins
2: lake. in 2010 right and right it jumps 500 years
1: yes right yeah 10 10 it starts at ten, 10 years uh later than this movie came out jason Voorhees is captured by the government in camp crystal lake uh research facility it kind of looks futuristic kind of and of course they're about to do stuff to him but then he breaks out kills everybody and as people are being killed. They're trying to escape. He gets, uh, frozen kind of like Fry and Futurama. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) and then 500 years later, (laughs) he, um, he's put on this spaceship and he, for purposes like we see in Jurassic park, they want to keep him for, uh, for money and for research and all this stuff. And he just starts killing everybody on board they try to get to a certain location uh and just he's just killing everybody in space on this giant spaceship and all of a sudden there is kind of like this machine that can heal you uh just like regenerate your body like Wolverine and once Jason is just like completely blown to bits, fucking RoboCop style, uh, he is regenerated into like a cyborg Terminator Jason. And that's kind of how the movie is. Um, so that's kind of the gist overall arcing part of the movie. So- pretty,
2: pretty cool that uh, Jason's legacy lasted that long that some dude just knew about it, that he killed 200 people.
1: Yeah, I know, right? Because they're in in this movie. People know who this guy is. Some five hundred years later, just like this, like little group of people on this spaceship. So, what I mean, this movie is so crazy. Does it? Does the movie make sense at all? Like, in any shape or form, to you guys? Like, I mean, yes, it's a Jason movie, Friday the Thirteenth, but in the realm of like space films Uh, does it this this movie is
0: like fan fiction that's the thing that's the way I look at it I look at it like fan fictiony kind of stuff so yeah I mean it doesn't make sense but you can if you want to for me the way I look at it like that is through that fan fiction lens so there's like a lot of liberties that I'm willing to accept
1: okay all right so do you think how this movie was made is like okay, we don't know what to do here. Let's put them in space and see what happens.
2: Is that like? I think, I think that's exactly what happened. I, I believe they had a board meeting where they were bouncing ideas off each other, and they somebody mentioned space, and then they were trying to think of something to go back to, but they just kept going to that, and that's <laughs> what we got. They they needed one movie before they made uh, <clears throat> Jason Freddie versus Jason because uh, they they needed to keep the rights, I guess.
1: So yeah, I, I I get that. Um so scene highlights, are there any great kills that you remember, any great one-liners because I have I have a lot. Like yeah. I, I want I want to bring up uh the android in this movie, like the uh the <laughs>
2: the 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 robot of this movie. The Madison Ward look-alike.
1: Yes, KM-14, played by Lisa Ryder, who is the doppelganger for a young Bryce Dallas Howard. Um, Looks, like, exactly like her. But, and so her character arc is kind of, Cool and nice, but then all of a sudden she turns into like a BDSM dominatrix badass with guns. <laughs> and then she has a human counterpart who wants to have sex with her constantly. And like they're showing her boobs and like, okay, we can do better or something
2: like that. It's really
1: odd. But that guy is
2: died- <laughs> right? on to ro- something, right? Robots that everybody in this movie is like super horny
1: yes yes that's true so so
2: they're even working on jason or examining him and then like this couple's like filling up each other and then
1: there is there is that scene where there's like this sex in this movie because then i think is it the the boss of the ship he like is into some like real fetish type stuff right
2: yeah uh (laughs) he has the girl call him daddy
1: yes (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like it's rampant through this movie, but yes, the, when they're redoing Jason, they're just like hooking up, like on like the table with them. <laughs> it makes no sense. And then meanwhile, the doctors and they're like, guys, get a room. What's happening.
2: So a little high life too.
1: Yeah. A little, little, little high life. So with that being said, what other scenes Preston are there for you?
2: Uh, shortly following that one, that moment that I brought up is the best kill of the whole movie is with that woman getting her head dipped in the Cairo bath, the chirogenic bath, and then her head freezes and then Jason slams it on the table and it turns into a human slushy.
1: That is actually watching that coming from like twenty years ago. That's a wonderful visual
2: effect. By it still looks really good.
1: Yeah, it looks amazing. You're like, is that a real person? How did they do this? Is it wax? Like, what happened?
2: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, the The second one is the corkscrew death, which is when they Jason throws somebody off like these stairs, and he lands on a random corkscrew that's just in this facility. And then he just slowly falls down it goes down the corkscrew.
1: <laughs> and you're screwed, it said.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> That's the movie we're dealing with.
0: Uh, Cole, well, what about you? Uh, for me, uh, I mean, you know, I, I think Preston really kind of got the one that I think is the best. For I mean, like, it's objectively the best moment. I mean, for me, what I like more about it, not necessarily is the kills, but is that horny factor of it because desperate of movies of that time because that sort of like overt sexuality in movies is like definitely changed and just like you know like young people want to screw young people are at the movies and they want to screw like that's what producers thought people wanted to see and i guess then they did um but it's really funny to me you know more so than like memorable kills or quotes or you know there's like really funny stupid lines that seem like they were written for like spike tv or something like that throughout the script but I mean the Cronenberg in it is kind of more disappointing than what I remember, but I still love that Cronenberg uh, shows up in it, and he's a... he's just the doctor for like yeah a minute, it, and then how, he how do that. you think that right. they
1: got Cronenberg for this no movie? Idea. Like, how do you think they got Cronenberg? They were like, hey, is Cronenberg. it a
0: Canadian movie? I mean, is the is it like you know is the director Canadian? they
2: were they were filming? I know I read something about it where they were he was filming a movie in the same area. And so they just called uh, in a favor and he came over and did it really quickly.
0: Well, so, so, looks,
1: so kind of like, like Matt Damon and Euro trip.
0: Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Scotty. <laughs> it looks like James Isaac worked with, um, Cronenberg on a few of his films, naked launch existence and the fly. Um, Oh man, he also did Deep Star Six and Enemy Mine too. He yeah. Was on, yeah, in yeah. those movies. He worked on those films. Anyway, um that I I you know, I think that's the kind of stuff I remember the most is just like the horniness of it and the Cronenbergness of it all, because the movie kind of is like, you know, I mean it's not a Cronenberg movie, but like it's like Rick and Morty's version of a Cronenberg movie. Uh and that's kind of what is just so like absurd. Things about it, and honestly, I I like the Super Shredder design too. That to me is really memorable. No, it's, it's a badass because we see the eye, It's cool because earlier in the movie, this movie
1: deals with virtual reality and having yes. fun with it. And there's like a stoner guy in it who gets his arm
2: cut off. Yes, and he's he regenerating. Well, like, yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he gets his he gets his arm cut off in the well, hilariously gets his arm cut off by Jason not even being alive. <laughs> yeah. yeah he's fro- he's frozen it's when they find jason in the in that thing in that locker and they open him up and he's frozen and he just falls over but he has the hatchet in his hand yes. and he just cuts off the stoner's arm and then they immediately eject him with like morphine and he's high off his ass and then they give him a a a robot arm but then to kind of bring uh, what cole's talking about that your background uh brian is yes. like yeah. that is the bridge of that because it's the the virtual reality and it's probably the second, no, it's one of the funniest movie. One of the funniest parts of the whole movie is him being in the virtual reality and, and doing an homage to one of the kills that happens in earlier in the franchise of these people in sleeping bags. And he's just killing these girls with sleeping bags. Yeah. Yeah. He's,
1: No, it's a great moment because it's all set in space. And then all of a sudden, he's back at Camp Crystal Lake with these two women. And like, usually they show nudity towards the beginning of the movie, but like, this is like the very end of the movie. (laughs) And (laughs) these two girls are like, oh, we're going to have premarital sex and we're going to do drugs. And like, this is like the dialogue they use. And it's like a wink to.
2: Yeah. Do you want to smoke some weed? Yeah. Yeah. And then all of
1: a sudden, they get (laughs) in the sleeping bags and it's like a a shot of Jason leaning down and it goes to another shot of the crew and then back to him just beating the shit out of these girls with their themselves in a sleeping bag. And then when he hits the girl with the on the tree in a sleeping bag, the thud that happens, they amp the bass up for that. And it's so good. (laughs) (laughs) I, I remember that scene in the theater getting such a huge applause and laugh you know laugh out loud section because it's just it brings you back to that and like nobody kind of acknowledged the premarital sex until this movie we all knew about it but like to have them kind of break the fourth wall in that aspect was pretty great and jason kind of seemed out of his element like are excited to be back but in his, like, Terminator, or as they call him in this movie, Uber Jason. <laughs> <laughs> Which is really funny. <laughs> so, you know, it's kind of like, the, the design of Uber Jason is, I think, is quite brilliant. Like, I like the metal face mask. I like the metal appendages and the bright red glowing eyes. Like, he is Fucking pissed and he looks mean as shit
2: yeah loses the hair and has like a brain visual yeah on top
1: he, which is cool because you know they really did robocop his ass you know like the the android in this movie like shoots him a million times breaks off the legs the arms the head and uh he comes back. They just leave him in there to get scanned, and all the little ants are crawling to regenerate him. And I just thought, "Oh God, they didn't think of this, you know? Like, why would they?"
2: What a great payoff of that whole introduction of that of that technology, right? For it to work on him, yeah,
1: they're kind no. of like
0: nanobots.
1: Yes, yeah. very very true. And then you're you're talking about all this regeneration, but then like at the end of the movie iron man comes and saves the day (laughs) in space which is crazy and then we get the alien resurrection um death where janessa who's like arguably the most annoying character in the whole movie the the hole is breached in the escape pod (laughs) and she's about to get sucked out and then all of a sudden one of the greats flies up it's like oh man this is gonna be a gruesome death but they don't show it because i don't think they had the big enough budget but they kind of show just kind of the innards of her go through it uh which i thought was really funny but no who is this guy that was in 300 who we like
2: um what's his name uh, it's Peter uh, Mensa. He plays Sergeant Brodsky. Oh, right,
1: right, right. So he he was in. Th- uh, he, I mean, basically, he's the Persian messenger in Three Hundred. Yeah, this is yeah, th- this yeah. is this is madness. This is Sparta. He's in the whole movie, and he's you know kind of like you know your stereotypical badass
2: dude. He, he's he's like Red from uh, Pineapple Express. Like he just takes <laughs> a lot of hits and just keeps going. Yeah. He really
1: does. He really does. And so we were talking about it earlier, you know, he, his kind of death. So he's kind of, he's a badass for the whole movie. And then all of a sudden Jason comes through a wall and then sticks him through the stomach with a, with this blade. And his response is, it's going to take more than a poke in the ribs. And then immediately another blade goes through him yeah. and Preston, what does he say?
2: That, that'll do it. That'll, that'll do it
1: yeah. but he still doesn't die
2: yeah
1: <laughs> he still survives the whole thing but I, I just like that character and he's so funny through the whole movie um so I think with this with this do you, is this movie better than it should be or is it like the right amount because like come revisit it 20 years later is there a, a bigger appreciation for
2: it I think there's a bigger appreciation for it. I think there's probably been a bigger appreciation for many of the sequels because probably at the time, it's it's a bit frustrating, I bet, to watch something that has a particular tone and then the next movie completely abandons it. I think it was like Jason lives the sixth part on that it just kept doing all these ridiculous things. Like Seven has telekinetic powers Uh, eight he goes to manhattan but they're on a boat the entire time then he goes to (laughs) goes to hell it's just like there's there's no formula like it's been complete well i guess there's a formula to the story but the way that they're going about it is completely different so i just think over time it's just been more appreciated for its ridiculousness
1: what about you
0: cole do you think that's the same thing I mean, yeah, pretty much. I think that they're just like kind of just trying to throw a bunch of spaghetti against the wall and see if it's done and see if it sticks. You know, um, a lot of it's really misguided. But the thing is, is the producer, it's all the producers, man. They want uh, they want to have something that would put those asses in seats. Oh, he's in New York. Oh, he's fighting Carrie. I mean, you know, I mean, and the thing is, is what sucks is. I mean, I really wish they would have just gotten uh, what's Tom McLaughlin to direct more. I mean, like, at least a fucking other one. I mean, man, that one is just so, it's so good. It's the best one, I think, of all the Jason movies. But anyway, I I digress. Um, You know, they had decent directors. I mean, uh, for the seventh one, too, what's that guy's name? Carl Beekler or whatever, John Beekler. Yes. He had a lot of, you know, experience doing um, effects and stuff like that. But, yeah, it just kind of seems that story-wise they didn't really know what to do it all like they had concepts but no story and that's fine it is what it is i mean i like as far as jason um jason takes manhattan no what is it jason goes jason, muppets take manhattan that's what i'm thinking of is that what it called jason takes manhattan jason takes manhattan oh, okay okay cool 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 um i like that ending in the sewers i think that's actually kind of decent stuff but oh well, yeah
2: when he actually gets to manhattan it's it's pretty great
0: yeah. When he gets to Manhattan, it's pretty good. So, um, but I, I mean, as far as this one goes, I, I it's, I, I mean, it was a huge step up from go to goes to hell. I mean, I can tell you that, you know, but I, I think, you know, paying your money, ha- trying to have an experience on a, you know, on a Friday night in the theater And getting this in 2001 in a post scream world, whenever, you know, it's all Canadian people, you don't really know any of the actors from any WB TV shows. And, you know, Kevin Williamson's not writing the script. And so, you know, I think audiences weren't super jazzed about it. I'm shocked to hear that it was packed for you. And it just made me think of like those days when you would go to the movies and you all felt like you were together with an audience um, no, in a way I mean that doesn't even happen i mean i think the last time i've had that happen is maybe at south by or like the first wonder woman movie um but it just doesn't it doesn't really um happen especially for small movies like that so to hear that is really take really takes me back right i don't know i don't really know if that answers your question but that's kind of my thoughts on like the last like back half of the jason movies in relation to this one um I was going to say gonna, it's hard to
2: believe that Don S Cunningham had his name on here still like I know well, I wonder what he thought
0: yeah I think it's, he likes paychecks is all I think that's all he gives a shit about true I don't know I don't so, know
1: jason killed 28 people in this movie dude nice 28 people however there is a scene so part of the the plot of the movie is them getting to a gigantic space city called solaris Mm -hmm. however the giant spaceship just crashes into it and you got to think like how many people were in the (laughs) space city that died and i guess todd farmer the screenwriter and actor in the film said in an interview that it was close to twenty thousand people (laughs) <laughs> oh my God. so there's there's that but also what i think the funniest death in addition the fu- the funniest death i think is that that uh annoying girl who she's in the escape pod and the people the survivors are trying to get on it and she won't let them in because she's too scared and so as she tries to escape she doesn't know how to do it well and she crashes crashes it into the ship <laughs> like immediately do you remember this Oh yeah. Oh Oh, my goodness. That is, that is good. That is good. Uh, And I I like, I like that aspect to it. I just think that was really funny and just, because she's with technically she's not killed by Jason. Like she just kills herself, Um, which I thought was Because these
2: characters are dumb.
1: Because these characters are silly. Uh, So the very end of the movie Um, they, the survivors kind of reach this earth. earth.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that's true.
1: They're, uh, they are, what's it called? They're reaching earth at the very end of the movie and Jason's metal Uber mask falls down into the lake. And that's kind of how the movie ends. And so, I mean, that doesn't really set you up for Freddy versus Jason, which came a couple of years later, but,
2: um, it definitely Especially brings, since it doesn't take place 500 years in the years future. Years later, yeah. Right. So
1: I'm curious on like this Uber Jason mask, what they're thinking. Like, yes, you hear the key, 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 ma, 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 you know, Friday, Friday the 13th theme as it falls down. But like, there's no Jason though. Like it's just his mask. So I'm curious on how something like that.
2: I mean, I'm sure like See, there's- Jim part- Carrey's going to find it sometime yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> yes the mask and it's jason what a wonderful idea that is so is there any like social or political commentary in jason x not really no <laughs> you don't think there's like something about sex or like companies trying to
2: I mean, no different than what they've already been exploring okay uh, but i guess it's a little more outward with it um
1: like i mean i feel like it's kind of like very aliens three or aliens two where they're a government i mean or a I, I guess to-
2: i guess a slight commentary with because like, you get a view of what earth looks like 500 years from now and that shit's scary because yes get a, we, we we're obviously turning our world to crap and so the best place to go is around jupiter because every movie does that
1: yes <laughs> Uh, so yeah, that's, uh, yeah, I don't think there's too much political commentary. Maybe, maybe some like sexual fetishes <laughs> is okay. And, you know, whether it be robots or <laughs> incest, whatever it is, it's all in this movie. Um, I, I really liked it. It still holds up to me. Um, it's, I think it stands the test of time it's even better than it was 20 years ago. Because they oh, don't make movies home.
0: like this anymore one hundred percent one hundred percent agree with that it is definitely way better than it was twenty years ago, and uh it is Pete here on this awesome screen factory blu-ray i, I can't remember is this one of the ones with the replacement disc? yes, yes, this was one of the ones with the replacement what was it? disc i don't I never got those, which is a bummer. was it the audio um I'd have to look, but yeah, it might have
1: been one of the audio things with part ten i I did oh no, we lost Preston. Are you there? Maybe I'll call. Keep going. Yeah. He'll yeah. Go. Yeah, he'll yeah, go. yeah. He'll go. He'll um, go. Yeah. So I, th- I think this Scream Factory is uh, pretty, pretty badass. That's uh, it's. They really did a good job with it, and I I hope that people don't turn their nose up at movies like this because there's a lot to say with Jason X. They they took chances. They kept it. Sure real they made it i mean they they knew what kind of movie it was it's silly and it's kind of badass for the time i mean this is a product of late 90s very early 2000s like this this movie were made today it would be very different like we wouldn't have the snm we wouldn't have all the girls like in no. space clothes which are basically just kind of a sweater that's kind of open <laughs> yes a foot across their chest <laughs> yeah so i mean there is that aspect to this which is kind of fun to watch and look at i think so i mean i don't i just don't think they would make this movie today but i wish they would because it brings back you know it's, it's a fun watch it's silly it doesn't take itself seriously that's what i like about it
0: yeah exactly i mean i um I don't know what it would look like today. I don't really know what a Jason film would look like today. I don't think anybody would really know. I mean, if you even look at the Platinum Dunes version, which I like. I mean, I like Freddy vs. Jason and I like the Platinum Dunes version from 2009. That movie, the killer cut is freaking brutal. The characters are meaner and shit. And um, I just don't think you could do that now. I just don't think you can have a really mean horror movie. Everything has to be you know related PC. to somebody's yeah and related to somebody's trauma or related to i don't know it's just something it can't just be you know it can't just be uh, you know what this is so i don't know
1: right right so uh yeah i think i don't i don't know so do you think there could be a sequel to Jason
0: X directly like set 500 <laughs> years later i mean i i can we write it on spec and find out we can i mean (laughs)
1: currently i have been writing a sequel to jason takes manhattan
0: oh my (laughs) god set in
1: the set in the mid to late 90s so uh it's it's definitely possible but like i wonder if this is like they wanted to end the franchise here i just don't i don't see that happening because i mean you took the liberty of going 500 years in the future like we can't do that i mean there somehow has to be a time portal to go back
0: you know? Right. <laughs> Which I think would be fun. Uh, well, the genie's out of the bottle, man. So, you know, it's like, you know, you can't go back. You can't go back to the future. <laughs> know what I mean? <laughs> a movie would tell you otherwise. <laughs> yeah, a movie
1: would tell me otherwise. <laughs> we have to go back to the future. Uh, so, I guess, what are your final thoughts on Jason X?
0: Oh, I think it's fun. I'm absolutely going to watch it again this year. Um, I, like I said, I watched it last summer. Um, especially since I have the Screen Factory disc. But I mean, I, I, dude, it's like 91 minutes. It's something you don't have to take seriously. I would recommend putting on at 1130 at night with some edibles. Sorry, uh, everybody who's not into that. But I would absolutely recommend doing that. And just kind of floating away. Just Put away, you know, just let it take you away. And that's kind of the, what I do with it. It's, it's so fun. It's so fun and so mindless. And, and, and as far as bad horror sequels go, this is a good one. No,
1: it's a, it's a great So maybe movie. it's not even bad. Maybe it's no, no I don't think this is a bad movie. Like, it's dumb as fuck, but it's not bad movie. <laughs> but it's, it's not like, bad. No, it's not bad. It's, it's good. Uh, Preston, your final thoughts on Jason X?
2: Um, i I'm, I'm not going to say anything more than what we have already said. I think it's just a – for what it is, whatever it serves, it's just highly enjoyable. I think it's, uh, as we've been saying, very dumb, but um, – I I, uh, I can have a great time with it.
1: Oh well, that's very sweet. <laughs> is is this, is this the boyhood of the Friday the Thirteenth franchise?
2: Uh maybe not the boyhood. <laughs> I think the boyhood of the Friday the Thirteenth. I mean, it's four hundred <laughs> years. It, it, it takes, it, it, it takes it, part spans. four, part that's, five. That's that's true. Oh, okay. And they have some really it's thoughtful like, stoner conversations. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Take that, Richard Linklater. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> no, but Got I think <laughs> um, yes. Jason X, super fun movie. Please watch it. it. It goes well at any point in time, not just Halloween or October. Yeah. Uh, and you can find it on Blu-ray uh, individually, or you can find it in the Scream Factory Friday
0: Thirteenth set. Just try to find or, it. Or you can buy it. Some people sell these things piecemeal on eBay oh yeah that it's ridiculous or you can buy it on digital which is what i did initially can you can confirm. find
2: bad versions of the 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 first discs that we got in that set some people are selling them on ebay <laughs> where you can just you can buy the the bad audio versions yes. for like five
0: bucks i never got my replacement discs oh really
2: I need to check in on that send in send in
1: um so that yeah. is my bloody podcast episode 93 jason x um i'm brian kluger uh we are just having a good time we are on spotify itunes stitcher radio iheart radio spotlight is on uh james cole clay where can everybody find you
0: uh, man you can find me on my personal instagram at uh grams by cole i post stuff from my personal life and my movie life on there um you know so that's chill you can find my reviews at Rotten Tomatoes, but Rotten Tomatoes recently uh, changed up how you can search. You can't just search my name in it or search Preston's name or whatever. You can if Google you ever... it, though. Yeah, you can that's Google how, that's it. That's how
2: I still have my link for my uh, my link tree through. Instagram. Oh,
0: nice. Yeah. And then uh, lastly, you can find me at FreshFiction.tv where I am cranking out pretty much – Uh, exclusively Blu-ray reviews at this point. So, I mean, at least right now, that's what I'm really, really into, and I really get a lot of joy out of that, rather than um, other things. So, Yeah, it's great. Badass. Uh, Preston,
1: where can they find you, buddy?
2: Uh, You can also find me on Instagram, under the handle Blu-ray Dad, um, where I'm sharing Blu-ray, physical products, um, interviews that I've done, and um, I'm just staying so incredibly busy with everything that's just coming out, especially this weekend. There's just so much coming out, and I'm like so overwhelmed, <laughs> but I'm doing my best to keep my head above water. Um, but yeah, uh, you can find my writing on freshfiction.tv where I'm the features editor, or on DittonRC.com for the Ditton Record Chronicle.
0: What's coming out this week?
2: Well, I got Judas and the Black Messiah, right. the I'm big one. That. Yeah. Um, there's a uh, little fish through IFC. Was that good? Uh, it, it is, and uh, there's a few others that there's, there's a few that I haven't got to that may have came out last week that I'm just now getting to put in okay, pen gotcha. to paper.
0: Gotcha. Nice.
1: All good. Yeah. And I'm Brian Kluger. You can Google me. You'll find me on High Def Digest, Boomstick Comics, Screen Rant, YouTube, Instagram, Brian Kluger. It's all there. We're the Multimedia and Podcast Network. This is my bloody podcast. Subscribe iTunes and Spotify. We love you. We heart you, Jason X, forever.